Hey there, folks. Podcast producer Danks here. Luke couldn't even do this because it's so top secret. Pretty cryptic, but be at the Blues Hog spot at the American Royal on Thursday night for something wild. More to come. This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. The dog days of summer are here, which means it's prime barbecue season. The grills are kicking, and as we get in those last days of summer, you really got to make sure you have what you need. But it also means that the American Royal is right around the corner. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for everything that you need for the American Royal. I know that I will. This year at the American Royal, we'll be doing our first live Pitmaster podcast broadcast from Kansas Speedway with the great folks at the Kansas City Barbecue Store. We hope to have a lot of teams come by and say hi, and we think it's going to be a lot of fun. So as a listener of the Old Virginia Smoke Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this American Royal season by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, and for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. Good morning, everybody. My name is Luke Darnell, host of Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. And this morning, I have the pleasure of spending some time with my good friend, Johnny Trigg. Johnny, how are you today? Doing great. It's good to hear from you, my friend. One of my favorite stories to tell about uh, barbecue is the time that you and I spent together at the Big 12 tournament when we got to watch some basketball together. There you go. <laughs> that the was a lot. didn't turn out too well, though. <laughs> West Virginia no. whooped up on my longhorns. <laughs> well, they also whipped up on Texas Tech that day, if I remember that correctly. And, uh, we had a little fun with somebody when that happened. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been doing, man? Oh, just taking it easy. I, I'm not cooking much anymore right there. And uh, I, I haven't quit altogether, but it's getting pretty close to it. I'm just getting too old. I turned 84 last, last week. 84. Uh, 84. Yep. You don't seem 84. Huh? You don't seem 84. <laughs> well, I, I feel it. <laughs> but anyway, I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it. And, and uh, I probably do about seven or eight cook-offs a year right now. Or two. That's good. One of, That's... The things I am doing, one of the things I am doing, I'm doing uh, for KCBS uh, this Johnny Trigg shootout, and we've done uh, six six cookoffs this year. We got one more to go next week, and uh, all I do is go over there and go around and chat with the cookers and promote KCBS and with the promoter work with them and uh, and about KCBS and it's a lot of fun right there. Do you think that they'll do that series again next year? They've already asked me if I would do it next year. They're all being done in Texas right now. Yeah. This year, they uh, they all seven of them are in Texas, and I don't think they're going they're going to continue to do it one more year in Texas. And then they may spread it out right there. They're happy with the results of the the ones we've done this year, and uh, so it's a lot of fun right there. Go around and chat with with the various cookers and talk to them about barbecue. And also promote KCBS right there. KCBS yeah. is not is not well known in Texas. They have about five or six events that they have down here, and there's probably hundreds of cookoffs in the year's time in in Texas. But they're mostly all under the Texas organizations. Yeah, either IBCA or CBA. 
Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they've got a new one that's kind of a spinoff of IBCA. It's called Outlaw, and it's mainly up here in the Dallas Fours area. Mm. And it's it's taking it's killing the IBCA up in this area right here. Yeah, and the CBA is coming on real strong all over the state right there, and they have a it's sort of a combination of uh, IBCA and Outlaw and. Uh, uh, K- uh, KCBS right there. It's uh, I kind of like it right there. It's uh, and they do the four meets. They do pork where IBCA mm-hmm. now they don't do pork. It's just chicken ribs and brisket right there. Yeah, but uh, it's it's coming on real real strong right there. Good. Well, if they do the Johnny Trigg shootout again next year, I'm going to come down and cook one of them. Okay, come on, might, come on, next, come down next week. We're hurting for cookers <laughs> down in Houston out there. It's a double wish, header with case uh, with a uh, CBA. Uh, they do theirs uh, Friday, Saturday, and then uh, KCBS is Saturday, Sunday, and huh. and we're not having very good success uh, getting cookers because the Royal is next weekend. Yeah, and then. Uh, uh, and then that cook off in Houston, and then the Jacks next, the next weekend. So, kind of a rough that, weekend. That's hurting. Yeah, it's 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 hurting them right there. And they yeah. established cook off uh, down in Houston, and uh, a lot of their regulars, uh, their excuse is that they've just gone for the oil and the war out and spent money, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Fuel has prices and meat prices too has really hurt the cook offs this year. Mm-hmm. Right there. They're, they're all they're down all over the country, I understand. Absolutely. Yeah, we've seen it a lot here on the East Coast too. Yeah. So it's a, <clears throat> and it it doesn't look any promising for next year either. Right there. <laughs> I've got president if he can get that because he he said the other night there's no inflation. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't know what he's been smoking. <laughs> but anyway, it'll work out, hopefully. Right there. Yeah. Well, how how long have you been cooking competition barbecue? How long? Yeah. Uh, I started in uh, March of 1990. What's that, about 30 years, something like that? Yeah, thirty, thirty-two years. Yeah, and uh, I did all my the first uh, five or six years. It was all here in Texas at uh, IBCA, and uh, I went to. I got bought my first cooker and uh, down in Fort Worth off off, offset. It wasn't a Jamo. Jamie was Mm -hmm. building it in, and but it was an offset. A stick burner, and uh, we got it. Uh, and then uh, there used to be a, a little newspaper called The Pit down here that was all about barbecue. And it had schedules, sort of like a bullshit, and mm-hmm. it would cook on fire. So I looked at it, and, and uh, I saw one up in Denton, Texas. So I told my wife, I said, Come on, we're going to go up there and cook. <laughs> we got this brand new pit. Not knowing, and I had been cooking it at home. I bought my first offset, a little small, uh, in '84, uh, mm-hmm. and not knowing, not knowing what in the world do I? I burned up a lot of briskets right there to try to cook them. <laughs> so I, uh, but I enjoyed it, and uh, so anyway, we went up there, and uh, we looked down. I looked down there, and it was a nice Columbus. Uh, hall and uh, there were about there was nine cookers down there looking. They were all standing down there on a tree. And I said, "We're not going to go down there. Those, those guys, they probably know what they're doing." <laughs> so we, we parked up, up up closer to the building. And here, a little bit here comes this gentleman named Joe Sloan. I'll never forget him. And uh, he's a little short guy, skinny guy, and he came up to me and he said he introduced himself and. They've been cooking long. I said, "Oh yeah, long time." <laughs> and I wasn't lying. <laughs> he said, "Well, let me kind of rephrase it. How about competition?" He said, "I said, well, you got me there. This is my first one, right here." 
<laughs> and he said, uh, would you like some help? And I said, absolutely. He said, well, let me see your, your, uh, your spices. Well, the night before we went up there, we, Mom and I, we had a suburban, and we got every spice she had in the kitchen. <laughs> Put them in boxes, and that suburban was loaded, and I showed him all these. He was very grateful, <laughs> and he said, uh, let me come. I'll be right back. He came back, and he had a four, four, four or five bottles of spices there, and he said, uh, Let's do this on the chicken and, and out there, and let's do this on the ribs, and let's do this on the on the brisket. And I said okay, and lo and behold, we got third place brisket that day. We had a bean category, and Mama won the beans right there. <laughs> that was our first one, so we were really hooked. And he told me, "So, well, there's another one down the road at a horse ranch down here, closer in the Denton, and." Uh, he said, uh, "Won't you come down there?" So I did, and I, I parked in front of. A, we were parked around the uh, racetrack, and uh, there were two, gen- three gentlemen right behind me, right there, and one of them was named Ricky Burnside, and that's when I learned how to cook ribs right there. And, and Ricky showed me, really, and yes, and uh, so uh, I've. I've always been grateful for him on that. But I, I, I used his recipe from day one. Still to this day, I still do it. And unfortunately, he's no longer with us. He's died five, six years ago. And uh, he was a great brisket cooker too. And, and all he used is one is a rub down here called Atkins, uh-huh. and that's all he put on his brisket. And he put a lot of smoke to it. I mean, he, he didn't even wrap it. Right there, and uh, but it was it was had a great taste to it. So it just kind of went on from there. We got a couple of calls there, and uh, of course that was spring, getting the spring of the year, and so cooking was getting more and more. And around Denton, there was an organization called North Texas Barbecue Association, Mm -hmm. and. That's what I cook under for probably the first five years. And they had a lot of cook-offs right in that area up there. And uh, I hardly, uh, I got to the point where uh, uh, I was manager of our office where I work. And uh, I, I never was, I was there in the office on Friday. <laughs> I don't cook it. <laughs> right there. Every once in a while I'd food them, I'd, I wouldn't cook and I'd come in and surprise them. I said, okay, so I said, check and see if y'all are working or not. <laughs> they all laughed. But anyway, uh, uh, that's how I got started. And then my first uh, KCBS contest was in uh, Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And uh, and there were four or five of us cookers down here. We, we, we had that. But back in those days, there was no money. I mean, you, just, there was, uh, right. you got any money. Ten, fifteen dollars, or something like that, and, <laughs> and the trophies are usually a, 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 a plaque of wood that they either burned it in the first place, second place, whatever, or, or got a can of paint and painted it on there. Yeah, but uh, but the entrance fees too were also they were twenty and twenty five dollars right there. <laughs> so That's changed a lot, a lot of beer drinking. A lot of these boys down here, they they drink that beer right there, cooking right there. <laughs> so anyway, that's how it went, and then I did. We did that at KCBS contest, and I really liked it. And uh, so I won a state championship out of Big Springs, Texas, and uh, that qualified me for the Jack. Oh wow! And uh, so back then, it was first come, first serve. I mean, you you get you in, and they take it. You know, back then, they only take about thirty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, when they, when they sent it out, we was up at Decatur, Texas, which is north of Fort Worth, about, about 50 miles. And somebody called us and said, the entry form from the Jack are here. It came in the mail today. This was Saturday. So there were three or four of us were eligible. So mm-hmm. we, we all ran home right quick and got our mailbox and, 
<laughs> I filled it out and, and uh, out at DFW Airport, that post office out there is over seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And I filled it out, and a friend of mine did the same thing. And uh, we went out there and took it, and, and we asked the postmaster there, said, how do we know what time this will get there? I said, will they get there Monday? And he said, yeah, if you want to pay the pay the freight for it, it will. <laughs> and so we did. And and uh, uh, and and I got a response back. Uh, got a phone call, and, it, and mine was delivered at ten oh nine or something like that. And uh, so that I, I got into the jack. A long story short, and that was a <laughs> KCBS. Uh, it was a, a lot of people don't understand. It's not a sanctioned cook-off. right? Uh, jack, not. they just use their rules right there. But of course, you have to turn in seven pieces of meat. And, Right there, we're a minimum of seven. But anyway, we went up there. You guys, I looked at all these guys around there. And there was only about 30, 30, 35 teams there. And there was a, one, a team from Memphis in May. I couldn't believe all the trophies he had. He, he had a flatbed uh, 18-wheeler, and it was just loaded with uh, trophies. And He, he had brought about, all his trophies yeah. down there? Yeah, he sure <laughs> did. His name was Jim Turner. I don't. He's probably not even alive now. But that, but he was a hell of a Memphis and May cooker, and uh, trophies and then cookers. He had all kinds of cookers, and there was there were <clears throat> quite a few Memphis and May teams. And I walked around there watching cook the hog. And uh, back then, the Jackie, you had uh, option of cooking either pork butt or hog, uh-huh. and. Uh, Outside, I watched them cook that day. They stayed up all night, and I stayed right there watching, talk to them. I learned a lot from them, and they knew I was a rookie, and uh, they were all grateful. <clears throat> so that was the first time I went to the Jack, and I think that was around ooh, probably ninety four, ninety three, mm-hmm. ninety three, I think. So, and then I kept on, I started cooking, and then I started cooking more uh, KCBS. And uh, so in, not, in 2000, was the first, first time I wanted to jack. And yeah. I was just, Mama and I were just unreal. <laughs> and we had, a, we had a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth, and a ninth. Wow. And, and I, and, uh, so we placed in all four categories. They had four. And I said, I told her, I said, we just won this thing. She said, well, the highest score we had was a fourth. <laughs> I said, nobody else placed, had four deals right there. But there was one team from Kansas City <clears throat> smoking in the boys' room. They don't cook anymore, but they were uh, man yep. on one them. And, uh, and she, she did all the cooking, and he did all the drinking. <laughs> he, just, he just washed the fire <clears throat> and uh they had three calls and so you know mathematically they uh they <clears throat> they could have uh, could beat me they could have right got there. you but, but we, yeah they they, <clears throat> they got second and i got first and uh, we were just ecstatic i mean <laughs> there and uh, I cried like a baby when I went up and got my trophy. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> then we went back in 2003, and I repeated right there. That time I had three calls, but two of them were first places. Oh, and wow. They were 180 chicken and a 180 brisket. <clears throat> and um, and I was, uh, after I got the score sheet, I was 11th, 11th or 12th in the call. I think it was pork that it didn't place in. <laughs> and so we were we were astounded when we won that. So anyway, barbecue has been just fabulous to me, and and we just went on from there, and uh, we just completely quit cooking in Texas, and then we started. We bought a motor home, yeah, and uh, and uh, we started going, and we used to in the summertime we'd stay uh, stay out about two or three months, and we cooked mostly in Iowa and Missouri. Illinois, up in that part of the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we did quite well. And we kept 
kept going and right there, and I and I was the hottest thing on the out there. And when I when I pull up, they'd say, "I remember here Darren Worth one time, oh shit, here's Trig, we're, we're shooting for second place." <laughs> right there, Darren and I talk about that a lot now. Of course, he's he's one of the best cookers out there. But uh, but anyway, it was it was fun, and then. Came along and here come uh, John Marcus, who's creator of uh, Barbecue Pitmasters. He he started out and the uh, so Pitmasters started in uh, uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he he had a cook all deal on the 2005, and uh I was cooking in Mobile, Alabama and Chris Lee brought brought John down and introduced him to me. And uh and he was telling about his concept uh, of the of this series he was going out. And it was a series of three three cooks. And you couldn't you couldn't use your, your rub, you couldn't use your cooker, you couldn't uh your meat, they printed that all that stuff. And I looked at him and I said, I'm going to tell you something, young man. <laughs> if I come up there and I raise, raise the lid and I said, and there's a goose right here. And he decided to put my hand under my chin. I just wave it. I said, goodbye. I walk right off that set right there. I, <laughs> I used the example of the entire woods. Of course, Tiger then was hot as he could be. Yeah. Uh, I said, he, when he pulls up the country club, he pushes a button for that trunk open up and he gets his clubs, his balls, his shoes and all that. He didn't go in the clubhouse and get a set of rent clubs and all that stuff. Right, right, right. If so John get... to this day says I picked him up and threw him against my motor home. He told me to get the hell out of there. Well that was not that wasn't true, but he swears up and down I did. <laughs> I said I told him to get out of there. And I didn't do it. And later he told me and said, Johnny, that was the smartest thing you ever did in your life. It was a terrible, terrible series. It was on the remember the versus network? Yeah, yeah. It was on that. And it was terrible. Terrible. They you had a they furnished there was three cookers just like Pitmaster did with engine. And uh you had they had a spice cabinet that had every uh, Adam spice. And they, it was a huge number of bottles. I mean, they had was racked and everything. So you had to get in, you know, make your rubs and all that stuff. And anyway, I just, the first one they did was uh, uh, was in Hammond, Louisiana. And I walked over and looked, and I just shook my head. I said, man, uh, I can't believe they're doing this <laughs> right there. And my ex-buddy, old Mike Davis, I think he won it right there. I don't mm-hmm. know how, but he did. But anyway, he. Uh, but anyway, we went on, and and then uh, and in '06, John put together a cook-off in Reno, Nevada. That was called Barbecue All Stars, and he invited 18 teams from around the country. And uh, right, we, this uh, was Mike from was, QL was there, right? Do what was uh, Mike Wozniak from QL there? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. In fact, uh, Mike and I went ahead. Uh, Mike and I and uh, a group of uh, New York firemen. That was after nine eleven. There were about six or seven of them. John invited them down there. Those boys, bless their heart, they didn't know what the hell to do. They didn't know how to start a fire. They, <laughs> they had all these herbs. I <laughs> and I was on one end, and they were in the middle, and Mike was on the other end. Right there, and uh, so, but we could use our uh, we could use our rub, but we had to have a uh, enough rub for my, our competitors like Mike and his family. If they wanted to use my rub, and they, they they put them in a rack over there, and they had to do the same thing. And we could go. We had five minutes to go where and uh, get our rub. <laughs> and of course, my rub was nowhere also. We had to get, so I'd go where and we'd grab mine. And I, I never used anybody else's. I don't think anybody else did either. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I walked with that thing in the first round. You had three meats. You had a long cook, a medium cook, and a short cook. 
and my and we had a cooks meeting and uh they told us each one of us what what our categories what we was going to be cooking and i drew for my long cook whole chicken well hell i grew up in texas down here cooking whole chicken i right. cut them in half right still so i asked him i said uh, can i butterfly that chicken and mm-hmm. uh, they, they said well yeah it's still connected yeah and i said great so i just like cooking half chicken yep well i i won that the long cook and my short i mean medium cook was country style ribs (laughs) shit that's right out of my head i I killed them i killed them in ribs right there those country style that's nothing but pork butt right but i cook it like i did my i cook my ribs and i did that and here comes the short cook and and I was one one on the tail end of the eighteen, right there, and everybody's category the shortcut it turned out to be a seafood. So what I told Mama, end? I said, "Huh? What'd you end up with?" I ended up with a uh, rainbow trout. So here <laughs> here comes the fun. We were we they gave us twenty uh, twenty uh, different possibilities and so did pitmaster because we didn't know what we were going to cook either but they gave you ahead of time uh 20 different things that you maybe would pick from those those 20 of what you would be cooking so we yeah. were ready for and we couldn't agree on how much uh and i was going to grill it i had a they had a green egg out there and i was going to cook it on that i had my I had my jambo. You cook your, your long cook and your medium cook on that, and then they had a grill for you to use. And I think it was a green egg. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we couldn't agree on the on the ingredients, right there. But I said, finally, and we got got an argument out there. And old Daryl Dawkins, the old basketball player, yeah, from Philadelphia, he was one of the judges. And as John said later. He had to go up at one morning and kick his door down to get him up and get him out of bed to come down there and do it. So, uh, he was something else anyway. So when we, when we had to get the results, we had to go stand in front of them and they would, they would critique us and give us the results. And so first old Dawkins said, he said, she said, young man, you a little rough on your woman down there. He said, I, I just nearly had to come out of that chair and come down there and tend to you. Oh. I just bit my tongue. Right there, and, and and I told John later, right there, and I said, I started telling him, won't you get your ass down here and make it even? I grabbed my poker, so I <laughs> he was about 10 feet tall. And, I was going to say, he's not a small man. man. <laughs> 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 uh, but I didn't right there. But anyway, I was I was 40 points ahead of QL. Well, in those firemen, they weren't even, I don't know, they, they were last, of course. But uh, but I said, and we, and I said, well, shit, I, I'm 40 points ahead, but I can, I can wing it right there. Mike beat me by one point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he had, he brought a boy from uh, uh, up in Iowa that was a good cooker to be on his team you could pick uh two people to be on your team because i picked trish my wife and uh the next one i cooked was rod gray yeah and we got that fish rod looked at me and said don't look at me i don't know <laughs> i don't know how to cook it <laughs> i go what the hell are you doing here if you're not gonna help me he said, well, i never cooked fish in my life <laughs> So, oh, that was an interesting deal. But anyway, <laughs> we got eliminated, so that was it right there. Yeah. But it was, yeah, that's uh, fine. Byron was there. He got eliminated the first round, too. And uh, I forgot who all that But there were 18 good, pretty good cooks out there. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's some of my stories right there. Yeah, that's no, that's, a, that's amazing. It's um, I think about all the time all the people that you've taught over the years, how many people you think you've taught how to cook over oh, the years? Uh, I don't have any clue. I wish I, it's got to be, I don't know, 
because I, I I generally have I, I cut it off around fifty. I don't. I have had more than fifty. Rod and I started out doing the classes together. Yeah, and we did it together for about two, maybe three years. And, and uh, he he called me over one time. In fact, he invited me to. Uh, we were up in uh, uh, up in Maryland, uh, down there at the uh, down there on the coast, where the Navy base is. Yeah, Annapolis. Annapolis. No, not Annapolis. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, big seafood area. Yeah. Right there. Anyway, uh, he said, "He said I want to talk to you." He came over and and he said, uh, I, "I I want to start teaching classes, and I want you to join me. Right go with me." And I said. I, I can't teach class. I couldn't do that. I, I, I'd be too bashful. <laughs> so I, I said, no. Mike Davis, he he started. He had one right after that and had it at, uh, at the Jack up on the hill. Mm-hmm. He got he got uh, some of the people at the Jack to talk to the hierarchy so he could teach it up there where they served the dinner on Friday night. Yeah. He told it up there, and he had a pretty good turnout because <clears throat> he was he was hot then, thanks to me. <laughs> uh, I taught him how to cook. He didn't know shit about how to cook, but anyway, uh, he got he lied to him. Oh, he lied to him. That made me so mad. So I called Rod. I said, "Is that opportunity still open about teaching class with him?" He said. Yeah, why'd you change your mind? I said, I just told him about Davis, what he did. I said, I, I can't stand that. He'd get up there and lie to all these people and charge them money. Right so anyway, Rod and I went and did it, and we, we, we traveled all over the country uh, cooking I mean, and teaching classes and had good success at it. And finally, we, Rod said, you know, I said, we're not making any money doing this. But if we split up and do it on our own, we could make some money off this. I said, mm-hmm. well, I, I'm, I'm happy right there. But if that's what you want to do, we'll do it. Because it was your, your idea to begin with right there. Yeah. And uh, so we did. So we did. And uh, and he he got where he couldn't draw right there. And he finally quit right there. I felt sorry for him. Right there, but <laughs> Rod and I are real. We're good. We're good friends to this day. In fact, I was the one that pushed him to put his name in the offer for the CEO of KCBS. That's funny. And, so did I. <laughs> yeah. Right. There. And I talked to him. I don't know more in the last month or so than I had probably in the last three years or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> he I've just got out of the but he's calling me about this, that, and the other, and asked me something right there. Right there. But he had, Mark, uh, Rod is a smart man. Oh, he is very, very smart. And, yeah. Uh, I think he's, he'll do it. I agree with you. I think he's, he's one of the smartest people I know. And, um, and I just think he's, he's going to do a lot of good things for barbecue. So I'm super happy about oh, that. Yeah. Right, because he was on the board for I didn't I didn't know if he he said in his resume uh, uh, five years I didn't know it was that long but he resigned because of Merle, Merle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He done. He and his wife Carol they were both on the board at the same time, and Mike Lake was president right there, and they he they could not shut him up at board meetings, and it'd be. Twelve or one o'clock uh, on board meetings on right there before they get through because of all his interruptions and and he was the uh, so-called attorney and he, he printed all this legal stuff to him all the time and I, I told Mike Lake one time I said well challenge him tell him let's read that courthouse is over there, down there right and he's always <laughs> trying to put them in, going to sue him and this and that and I said shit just challenge him. <laughs> Uh, to, by the way, he died here sometime earlier part of this year. Yeah, but uh, anyway, Rod, Rod will do a great, great, great job. He's he's a good. He, I mean, he thinks good, and, and uh, if uh, and I, I'm sure the board will back him right there. I think so too. 
So he's prayed up. You know, he he thinks Casey Biz, you know, it, it's, it's kind of going down, and he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to be be the CEO when if they fold up right there. And I said they're not going to fold up right right there. No, he said I don't. I don't have that on my resume. That, <laughs> no, right I think there. he'll do it. I think he'll get it back on the upswing before too long. Yeah. He sold both his cookers and everything. And oh, trailer yeah. and everything. Travis yeah. bought one of his cookers and and uh, would have bought the other one. That Travis bought he he's buying cookers left and right right there. <laughs> I think he told me uh we were at Alamosa, Colorado in August and he was there. And I think he told me he had eight eight or nine jambos he's bought. And wow. Right there. I got two. But he started. He started to cook again out there. He's, his new bride. He's got a big ass long forty foot trailer. He bought it. It was made up there in Iowa where Darren's was. He had a. He had a little problem last week. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, he cannot. He can't. He cannot stand to lose. I mean, he he gets so mad. Uh, he's got a temper like he believe. And you know, at Alamosa, he uh, he didn't do real good, and he goes to the ref and he says, "I don't see the trace," <laughs> and, uh, and they'll uh, they'll show him he will make sure that it was his trace, not somebody. They got mummered different right there. <laughs> but I told him, "You just got to grow up." I've told him that before. You you just got to grow up, boy. You know, you can't <laughs> win all the time. Can't win them all. I'd hate to been there. <laughs> he's he's coming down. To, I'm, I'm cooking in Georgia uh, the weekend of the Jack. Uh, my, I've become a real good friend. So the guy that puts that on, he's a Budweiser distributor, and Doug. I cook these contests every year. And uh, he does Doug? a fabulous job. Doug, yeah. Doug Young is. Uh, yeah, he's he's become one of my good friends. I've. Anytime that I'm down south now, I got to be next to Barrel Fever. <laughs> yeah, Barrel Fever. Yeah, we have a good time. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, we've cooked Alamosa the last three years, and uh, we we uh, we have a great time right there. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, when we're talking about your students and stuff, and all the stuff that you've done on TV. One of my favorite. The old Virginia smoke stories was I was looking for, I'd forgotten my, my Craig's rib candy one day at a contest. So yeah. I'm walking around and I'm asking people if they got it. Ain't nobody got it. And, uh, I got back to the trailer and I looked at Kim and I said, you know, maybe the problem is, is that I'm asking for this and nobody's, nobody's got it. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be using it. And I said, well, I gotta put something else. <laughs> I said, I gotta put something else in this ribs, rib wrap. And I look across and I see my friend, uh, Kirby from Kirby Q and he's got, he's got the bottle of tiger sauce sitting there on the, on the table. <laughs> I walked out there and I said, I said, Kirby, he goes, what? I was like, come borrow that tiger sauce for a little bit. I was like, I forgot, forgot mine and. I'm getting ready to wrap ribs. And he's like, sure, man, it's a big ball. Let's take what you want. He goes, but if you do well with it, you gotta, you gotta call me out when you're walking up there. I said, okay. <laughs> so went and grabbed a ball of tiger sauce, put it in the rib wrap, 180 ribs that day. And, uh, I just laughed my whole way to the stage and pointed to Kirby. And I was like, this is, this is from watching Johnny Trigg on TV. <laughs> Yeah, I get ticked. Uh, I, of course, uh, Pitmaster, that, that's why that was my downfall. Um, it's when, when I got on it and did well, so did well on it right there. First <laughs> contest we did was in Mesquite, Nevada. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, at the casino out there. Uh, Labor Day weekend. Hot. God almighty, it was hot. Cause it's only 75 miles, uh, Vegas, 
and we was on an asphalt parking lot, and we all had easy ups. So the trader business wasn't going on then, right? Uh, and so, I mean, it. I had cooked it two or three years uh, before that. Anyway, that contest out there, and uh, <clears throat> now I lost my train of thought right here. <laughs> Where were you? You were out and oh, oh well, shit. Well, anyway, we that was the first one up there, and uh, I had that tiger sauce. That's why that's tiger sauce right there. And somebody comes, what are you using that for? What is that? <laughs> and I said, well, it's, I use it on my ribs and pork right there. And uh, <laughs> so, oh, I know what it was before before the uh, the contest started. Uh, the hierarchy. Uh, that was a real Hollywood uh, event. Family, mm-hmm. they had a lot of uh, people uh, do family down in Hollywood up, up there. And this guy told us, said that uh, worked for Discovery. He said, uh, "This this show is going to air in the uh, third week in September." He said, "After that show airs, y'all's life will change." <laughs> You'll be able to go anywhere where some people recognize you, this, that, and the other. And I said, yeah, well, bullshit. Lobo, or that he's ever ever true. To this day, I can't go anywhere. Uh, I can go over to Walmart, and I guarantee it'd be at least two people come up to me and say something. You got any trick right there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right there. <laughs> and it's, it's still, well, they got to, when I went to go to cook-offs, Right there, and Roger used to. Uh, we'd be parked next to him. He said, "You're gonna have to run those people off." I said, "Well, I can't do that. I just can't do it." He said, "Well, let's go." And they did. It, it hurt me. So I finally did. I, I, I turned to a horse's ass, and I'd say, <laughs> ten o'clock to two o'clock, it's off limits." I said, yeah. "I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm concentrating on my cooking, unless there were a child involved." Mm-hmm. And, and and I uh, I can't say no. I don't care what I'm doing. Some kid, some dad raises kid up there. I know. Well, and and the famous things they say, right? That these parents say, so they get home, uh, they get home from school in the afternoon. And they usually want a cookie or a glass of milk or something like that. Mm-hmm. He said no. They they go turn the TV. They've had all the pitmasters. Uh, uh, recorded and they want to watch. He said he want to watch Johnny Trick. Want to watch Johnny Trick. <laughs> and, yeah, I, and I'm not not bragging or anything, but I probably the most famous one of them, Pitmasters, right there. Myers, Myers, right there. But they also they he's popular because he's a horse's ass. And I tell <laughs> they all people say tell me that he said that old gruffy old man said he cusses and he does all this. And I said. He's just a pussy cat. He's it's all cool. He, he's a really a good, and I'm serious. Uh, we're good friends. We're good oh, friends. he's yeah, he's one of the yeah. nicest guys out there. Yeah, but because uh, he tells it like it is, no. Then he was a judge. I could figure him out. I he uh, when he when we be cooked when we were uh, filming when he was judging right there. Uh, he loves sauce. He wants sauce on everything. And yeah. a lot of people didn't figure that out. If you didn't have sauce, well, he'd tell you, he said, where's my sauce? Where's my sauce? Right there. <laughs> and uh, so I'd do that. And also, he wanted a smoke ring. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Yeah. So I make sure my meat had smoke ring. So <laughs> right there. <laughs> and the funniest one is, oh, um, uh, Warren South, a NFL football player. Out yeah, Warren. yeah. He just, you know, they won one series, and he they, they put put Warren right next to Myron, and on the other one there was this. He, he used to be uh, Oprah Winfrey's private chef right there, and uh, he didn't like sauce right there, so you had a hard time right there. But but anyway, you know, Warren, I tell you, he he just he would watch. Uh, uh, Myron and uh, the the guy that was doing all the talking, I'd ask him, I said, what about you, Warren? He said, 
Yeah, I, I agree with Myron. I agree with Myron. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he said, but he loved my sauce. He said, said young man, I, I want that recipe of that sauce. And I said, you and 10,000 others would like to have it too. <laughs> he said, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And I said, no, you're not for me. You're not going to get it. <laughs> and all it was was head country. <laughs> 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 That's funny. <laughs> All it was was head country. Yeah, oh, man. And I just thought it was great, too. I mean, I didn't mix it. It was straight out of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on barbecuedata.com. One of my favorite questions, Johnny, is, uh, you know, we talk about our successes all the time, but do you have uh, an example of when something went wrong at a contest where you really learned something, where you had you had a big failure and it really taught you something moving forward? Say that again. Do you have a favorite failure of yours at a contest where something went wrong and you really learned learned something? Where something went wrong? Yeah. Yeah, learn learn from it. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the main thing is overcooking and undercooking, right there. Yeah. And. Uh, <clears throat> And particularly my ribs, because you know they don't want them falling off the bones, and and sometimes I couldn't, because uh, I I'd, I'd I'd cook them two hours and then wrap them for two hours. And yeah, it's sometimes on ribs like uh, they'd be done in, uh, in three hours, and either I wasn't paying attention, uh, and that's been mostly after it was after pitmasters right there. Because I get so much interruption right there. Yeah. And I look at my damn temperature be up 400 degrees, 350 <laughs> or something. I was old shit right there. But, uh, but that, and I just, and, and Mama did get on to me and said, You've got to pay attention. Quit talking to these people right there. <laughs> but I've I got an alligator, as you, if you already know. Uh, well, I was conversation this morning. I, I got an alligator mouth, so it, uh, you can't shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any, Go uh, you got any superstitions or, or rituals or things that you got to do in a contest when you're there? You know, I never thought about that. Uh, no, well, no, I probably do, but I just can't think of it. <laughs> right, there. <laughs> right there. No, yeah. How many pits do you got right now? Huh? How many pits do you have right now? Uh, two. Two. Yeah, I got two jambos. I got a J five and J three. I've had as many as four or five. I used to, I used to buy them, use people out there, and I wouldn't even haggle on price on them. Yeah, and I'd get them, and uh, I knew that I could sell them with my name, you know. Right? And they're so that's the only thing that goes up in value. Uh, you know, you buy an automobile, it goes down in value. You buy a jambo, it go uh, a used one is uh, is more expensive than a new one because you can get it right now. Right. Uh, but what I say right now, I was over talking to Jamie the other day. He's he's thirteen months out now. That's I the first know. time I ever heard him say. And he always says, uh, you know, I'm 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 quitting that. Uh, I'm gonna take finish my orders. I got up to a certain period of time. I'm gonna fill that, and then, uh, I'm not gonna take any more. And I, and I just look at him and I said, Jamie, well, you spend money you could never reach. <laughs> 
you never could quit. <laughs> and he's in the car race, and he's been in that now for probably seven or eight years, and he's getting – and that's expensive. That's expensive. <laughs> it's, uh... As a driver, it's a young man out in Belgium, California, that brings him in to drive his car. Now, that's not cheap. <laughs> no. I guarantee you. He told me the other day, he said, I'd give him 25% of the, of the winnings right there. I said, that's all? That's all. I don't believe that. That is paying expenses, too. So I just, yeah. Jamie, I've, not known, I've known Jamie for uh, oh, 30, 40 years right there. So he's, he's a great guy. Uh, Biggest bullshitter there walked on two legs right there. <laughs> and he's funny. What's funny is we're in Las Vegas at the Stardust at a uh, cook-off. Uh, can't remember what year it was, but it was a guy out of Houston that put it on. And uh, <clears throat> in the Stardust, uh, they had we had they had 40, 40 teams, I think, they cut off, but they had it in an employee parking lot out back. Well, down in the basement where you could just walk out out to the parking lot on uh, Friday night, they put uh, a bunch of blackjack tables down there. Uh-huh. And so I never played jackjack at all. And so James said, he called his pop, said, Pop, come on in here. Let's, let's go. We're going to go play blackjack. And I said, I said, I, I don't know how to play that. And he said, I'll show you. <laughs> but he is so funny. He gets a dealer. Uh, you know, you get one and it won't talk to you or just, you know, oh. just set that shuffling cards and all that. That just tears Jamie up. But he'll have them rolling in the floor in just a little time. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Kansas City at the Royal one time, and, and there were about seven or eight of us uh, went over to uh, to the casinos. And uh, we didn't know this. You lose five hundred dollars, you have to sit down for an hour or two. You can't play. They they keep a track of what you what you lose. They boy. Yeah. Well, Jamie lost five hundred dollars for a cat licked his ass. <laughs> he came and said, "Come on, boys, let's go. We, we got to get back out there and tend to get ready to go cook tomorrow." And we tell him, "Look, homeboy, <laughs> this is Bill Meyer. He's he's not he's down here. He's dead now, but." He said, look, homeboy. He said, just because you lost your damn money, the money the rest of us have right there, we, we, we can still play. <laughs> he was just nervous. He's walking around right there. And he, by and he said, okay, dealer, deal me in. He looked at him. He said, you got so much, you got so much longer. You got to wait. <laughs> but particularly a woman, she's dealing all. He'll have her rolling to the floor. He, Come on out, sweetheart. Come on out. You know, you know. <laughs> that trip, he, he, there were, he, there were four of them, Jamie and three of his friends, they had two, they had two teams. Well, <clears throat> uh, Jamie won about, uh, oh, I think he won around a couple thousand dollars in the cook-off. And so they all, they were divided, they divided up on the forum. Well, uh-huh. that's what they used to do down here. They had the same bunch right there. They team up right out talking about cheating right there. There's a ticket number deal right there. They swatched tickets. Yeah. And so they, uh, if they won, then they go split the money up between the forum. But anyway, uh, me and another friend here, we 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 were leaving and coming back home. Early, we got up and we just walked down the parking lot about six o'clock, and they were going they were going to play a little while Saturday night, and then because they, they all had to go to work, be work Monday morning. And I looked yeah. down there, there their cookers were still there. They hadn't even broke down, they hadn't even packed up or anything. I said that's some bitches, but it got it got got lucky and won a lot of money on. Play it back a crap table one, but sure enough, he did. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and they all split it. And this one boy, uh, good friend of Jamie, right there, he uh, he couldn't take care of money right there. He was mm-hmm. a heavy equipment operator then, 
and he lost all of them. I forgot how much they he won because he went in there and then that time the, on the slot machines, they had a catwalk behind the machines. They'd walk to change money and stuff, all that, uh, right there. And, and yeah. Jenny raised up there, gave her, just, come here, sweetie, gave her a hundred dollar bill. He said, which one of these, which one of the machines are ready to go? And she just kind of looked over to one and winked right there. And I'll be damned <laughs> if he didn't hit a $10,000 jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> So they divided uh, all that money up, and old, old uh, Bobby, he lost everything. He was down there, and he came up, and he said, Johnny, you loan me a dollar so I can get a cup of coffee? I said, what happened? And he yeah. said, well, he told me what happened, and Jamie did. And he said, I lost all of mine. And he said, I am flat-ass broke. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get a cup of coffee. <laughs> Can't even get a cup of coffee. <laughs> so I said, well, where, where's the rest of them? He said, they're up there. Showering up, said we we we're gonna have to drive all day and all night to get get back to work the next Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, the you've been, so funny. That's hilarious. They, they, should, they should charge a mission to watch him when he's out there. <laughs> he, he, the fans he's got, he's oh, he, he he's just funny. Sometimes on well, pitmasters, he they make some of comments. Right, I saw him the other day. Uh, and on that last film in 2015. That's what's amazing to me about those shows. They're still showing those things. They still show them. And, I mean, uh, Every if I'm, Friday, Friday yeah. and Saturday. They're probably if on I, right now. Right there. If they're I'm one, flipping through it, I'll stop. Down a yeah, I'll I tell stop. people, I said, tell them, well, I saw you, I saw you win that $50,000 over North Carolina. The other day, I said, I said, I can't believe they're still showing them. But, 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 Pitmasters were, uh, was the greatest thing that ever happened to Discovery. Absolutely. And, uh, they got John Marcus, the creator, uh, he got the uh, crosswaves with Discovery and uh, they fired his ass and they, they got that. Crew out of Denver, and they didn't know shit about barbecue. They only lasted a year and a half. Yeah. What they didn't, what they didn't realize, John was, uh, he was a, is a writer, and uh, lives in New York City. He's, he's right off uh, his address is two three four Central Parkway Drive. Hmm. He's right across the Central Parkway. And uh, wow. he's got a, mas- a uh, bachelor's and master's from Stanford and writing. And he used to write and produce the Bill Cosby show. And oh, wow. I didn't always, know that. He, he, uh, he, he would tell us, he said, well, when Bill dies or, or goes on, I'm going to write the most interesting book about him right there. And so when it all came out about Bill's problems with women and all that, I called yeah. John immediately and said, now I know what it is. He said, you figured it out, didn't you? <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, I knew all that, but I wasn't going to. And his mother was still alive at that time. And she was in, lived in California out there. Mm-hmm. And he had to, he had to get her okay on almost everything. He called her and get her right there. John said, and when he, he called John in one day and then, uh, he said, well, John, I got to fire you. Uh, I said, you or mama? He said, well, mama, don't get rid of you. I said, okay. Hmm. So uh, John's got his dad, and he has a twin brother and two other brothers, and they're all doctors. Oh, wow. And and here John, and his dad always told him, uh, he lived in Columbus, he grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And... uh, and his dad was the coroner for the county or whatever. So he called called his dad at, at noontime and told his dad, I just want to let you know, Bill just fired me. He said his dad didn't miss a beat. He said, John, it's not too late for you to go to pharmacy school. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Dad, don't worry about me. I am financially well, well healed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Yeah, oh. His twin brothers are heart surgeon in Milwaukee. Oh, wow. And uh, the other two brothers are 
general practitioners right there. <laughs> but John is he's a great guy right there. Well, Johnny, you've been super generous with your time today. I I do have one more question I want to ask you because okay. because you're the answer to this question when I ask a lot of people. And the question is, when you hear the word successful in terms of barbecue, who's the first person to come to mind? Joe Sloan. That Joe old man Sloan. that showed me. Yeah, yeah. If that had been for him, I would have never made it. And Ricky Burnside. Ricky Burnside, he's the one who showed me how to cook ribs. Right there. That's amazing. Uh, he's, he's, he was the tiger sauce and parquet guy. Right there. <laughs> That's awesome. I get it. You remember that, you remember that uh, talk show? Uh, uh, oh, it was back. The, the, oh, I knew they said it then. Anyway, they call in people gossip and everything. Oh yeah. They, uh, I can't think. He's one that first came out of injectors. Um, uh, injectors. Yeah, injecting meat, brisket. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Oh, what was that show called? Anyway, they they'd get on there and I'd I'd get on listen to it and. Uh, um, and they'd have a deal said, what's in that blue bottle? I'd get the biggest kick. <laughs> or I didn't listen, but they, it, it was written. They write it, they write it, wrote it down. Like they, well, you get it on the computer. And it, it was everything but butter. <laughs> I mean, it'd be barbecue sauce. It'd be this. I'd get the biggest kick out of that. Right there. <laughs> and, and, Tiger sauce the same way, so that can't be what's originally in that bottle right there. Anyway, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'd have to say Ricky Burnside and Joe Sloan right there. First thing that come to my mind was they the awesome. one that they's the one that gave me. And Ricky's dead, and I don't know Joe. Maybe, maybe, maybe two. I just did right there. Yeah. Well, Johnny. I want, I want to thank you. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it. I, now, let me <laughs> tell you this. You feel honored. I turn, you don't know how many people I've turned down about doing this. Oh, man. I'm okay, 100% nope. honored, and I know I know that. And, uh, yeah. When you said, well, when I saw you calling me, I knew what, what you were out of. And I told <laughs> Trish, I said, I can't turn him down. He's, he's too good a guy. <laughs> But that idiot in Ohio, what's his name? Oh, uh, Greg? Yeah, has that show right there? Yeah. He's, uh, I, I, I had him flip on one the other night, and he was interviewing Rod right after Rod got got the CEO job right there. Yeah. Rod put him in his place. He tried to shake Rod up a little bit. You don't know how to shake up Rod Greg. He's, he, he, he's too fast on his Pete, <laughs> he'd be good back to uh, go to Vegas and those comedians right there. They, you know, they pick out somebody in the audience and work them over right there. Rod could, Rod could hold his own. Rod could so, do that. Yep. Well, well, buddy, thank you very much for thank you listening to me and putting up my BS and all this stuff. No, right there, but, uh, you know I love your BS. That's fun. <laughs> but uh, well, I'm going to try and get, I'm going to be at the Royal. And, uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I like where my food's at. And we'll see. We'll see. I got, yeah. got just as good yep. a chance as anybody, you know? Yeah. I cooked it 22 times. And, uh, and, and, I never did win it. I came in second twice, and uh, but uh, they have an old old timer deal. If you if you've cooked a roll twenty times, yeah, they they pull your scores out and then they call out a uh, a winner of that. 
and I won it. I think once I know I won it once. Might be the last year I cooked it. Right there. I didn't yeah. know what the hell it was. They called me up there. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, good luck tomorrow right there, and, and hopefully we'll see you somewhere down the road right there. Absolutely. I'm going to come down to Texas and see you. I still got a little fire left right there. <laughs> I, I miss the people. I miss the people right there. Yep. But uh, but anyway. Okay, buddy. We'll take All right, care. man. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022. Old Virginia, Old Virginia Smoke.